Hello, and welcome to episode 9 of our podcast, St. Louis-Marie de Montfort and True Devotion. In this episode, I want to examine what St. Louis-Marie says of devotion to the Blessed Virgin in general in the book True Devotion to the Blessed Virgin. We have seen in the last episode that St. Louis-Marie sees devotion to the Blessed Virgin as necessary for anyone who wishes to enter truly into God's plan of salvation, necessary, that is, by what he calls a hypothetical necessity, that is, because this is the way God chooses to arrange things. Then, in his book, he goes on to speak about what he means by devotion to Mary. He begins by laying down some basic principles regarding this. And the first principle is, as we have already seen in earlier episodes, that Jesus Christ himself must be the ultimate end of all our devotional practices. As he says in number 61, In him alone dwells the entire fullness of the divinity and the complete fullness of grace, virtue and perfection. In him alone we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing. He is the only teacher from whom we must learn, the only Lord on whom we should depend, the only head to whom we should be united, and the only model that we should imitate. He is the only physician that can heal us, the only shepherd that can feed us, the only way that can lead us, the only truth that we can believe, the only life that can animate us. He alone is everything to us, and he alone can satisfy all our desires. This is something we can never forget. Any devotion we may embrace must always have Jesus Christ as its end, otherwise it must be rejected. But he claims, as does the whole Catholic Church, that devotion to Mary, if it is genuine, will always lead us to Christ. Further on, in number 63, speaking to Jesus himself in a prayer, he says, Mary is so completely transformed into you by grace that she no longer lives, she no longer exists, because you alone, dear Jesus, live and reign in her more perfectly than in all the angels and saints. It is much the same as when St. Paul could say in his letter to the Galatians, I am alive, yet it is no longer I, but Christ living in me. Mary is so at one with her son Jesus that she cannot possibly lead us away from him. That's the first principle, then. St. Louis-Marie's second principle, on which he bases his idea of genuine devotion to Mary, is that we already belong to Jesus and Mary, whether we are aware of it or not, as their slaves, as he says. And here many people find a bit of a stumbling block, because we don't like the idea of slavery today. There have been such struggles over the past two hundred years or so to get rid of slavery in all its forms. And even today, when we recognize that there are still some dreadful forms of slavery existing in our own so-called civilized world, all of us who like to think we are right-thinking battle against slavery. But we must recognize that the slavery that St. Louis-Marie is speaking of is not the kind of slavery that we all so rightly condemn. 
The forms of slavery that we condemn are enforced forms of slavery. Those subjected to them have no choice in the matter. They are subjected to dehumanizing force. Whereas when he speaks of our being slaves of Jesus and Mary, St. Louis Mary means something very different. He is speaking, as he says, of a slavery of love, a way of being at the service of Jesus and Mary, not out of fear or because we are forced to do so, but because we have a deep love for Jesus and Mary. Or at least it is a fact that Jesus and Mary do not want us to be at their service because of any fear or force, but because we want to be so. And as St. Louis Mary says, when we were baptized as Christians, it was that relationship of being at the service of Jesus that we were entering into. Perhaps, because of its dark connotations, we may prefer not to use the word slave, but we cannot as Christians get away from the idea of being in the service of God. And that is what St. Louis Mary is trying to impress on us by this principle. The third principle on which St. Louis Mary bases his idea of genuine devotion to the Blessed Virgin is to do with what Christians call original sin and its effects even in baptized Christians. Because of the sin of our first parents, Adam and Eve, the Christian faith teaches that all of mankind is affected from conception and birth with the guilt of that original sin which, without God's intervention, would have prevented us from ever achieving the heavenly bliss for which we were originally created. But, because Jesus came on earth as our Saviour, all those who are baptized into the Christian faith are cleansed of the guilt of that original sin and become capable once again of entering into eternal life with God. However, our own experience tells us that even though the original sin has been wiped away by baptism, all of us are left weakened by the effects of sin, which make us susceptible to sinful inclinations and desires. On top of that, when we give in to those sinful inclinations and desires, we are further weakened by what are known as our actual sins that is, the sinful actions we ourselves carry out. So we have a struggle on our hands to somehow rid ourselves of all this sinfulness so that we can become worthy of the grace and blessings that God wants to give to us. St. Louis Mary depicts the problem in rather graphic language, painting human nature in very dark colors, likening human beings in their sinfulness to toads, goats, serpents, pigs, etc. We may well balk at such language, but the reality of our sinful inclinations is there for us to experience. And it is St. Louis Mary's claim that devotion to the Blessed Virgin is a precious way of getting rid of all that. It is, as he calls it, a secret of grace, unknown to many, but truly effective for those who embrace it. This is his third principle. And his fourth principle is, he says, a consequence of this third one. He states that it is more humble to have an intermediary with Christ. 
Precisely because of our sinfulness, which is very real, and because of the holiness of God himself and of Jesus Christ, the Son of God and our Saviour, we really are not worthy to approach God by ourselves, even though he may well be, and is, good and kind enough to overlook our faults. And although it is true that we have only one mediator with the Father, Jesus himself, we may well recognize that, even to approach Jesus, we are not truly worthy and can benefit by the mediation of someone else who is close to him. And the closest to him, and the most worthy of all human beings to approach him, is Mary, his mother, and ours. So, says St. Louis-Marie, it is more humble, and indeed more likely to gain us his favour, if we go through her to Jesus, even if, as he does admit, we can approach Jesus directly. And of course he is not alone in this assertion. He himself quotes the great St. Bernard and St. Bonaventure to support his contention, and of course there have been many others in the history of Christianity who have said the same. And then there is his fifth principle, on which he bases his teaching on devotion to Mary, and this also is a sort of consequence of the third. He says that it is difficult to keep the graces we have received from God, and I am sure we can agree with him on the difficulties of remaining faithful to our best intentions. We know that we are, as he says, weak vessels, something that St. Paul himself acknowledged when he said in his second letter to the Corinthians, we have this treasure, the knowledge of God's glory in Jesus, in earthen vessels. Not only are we weak in ourselves, but the devil and his henchmen are constantly, St. Louis-Marie says, on the lookout to trip us up and steal from us all the benefits we have gained from our knowledge of Jesus. And finally, we have the world to contend with, that world that seems sometimes so opposed to the values of the gospel, and that is constantly tempting us to adopt its own values. Mary, on the other hand, is the singularly faithful virgin over whom Satan had never any power, and who works this miracle of keeping us firm in the faith and love of Jesus for those who truly love her. Hence the tremendous usefulness, to say nothing more, of having a genuine devotion to Our Lady. In the next section of True Devotion to the Blessed Virgin, St. Louis-Marie goes on to examine the characteristics of both genuine and false forms of devotion to Mary, and we will begin to look at those next time. In the meantime, God bless you.